Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Promo Kitchen Podcast. The PK Podcast is a weekly conversation featuring guest suppliers, distributors, and service providers discussing opportunities, challenges, and insights into the promotional products business. I'm Bobby Lehu. Joining us on today's podcast, as always, my co-host, Mark Graham. And today's topic is the topic, No Business Like Show Business. The show season is coming up, and there are several shows on the horizon, including, of course, the PPAI Expo, January 2nd through 6th, the ASI Orlando Show in January, the ASI Dallas Show in February, the ASI San Diego Show, New York Show, and Chicago Show. So, Mark and I, we thought we would talk today about best practices as it relates to the show business pre-show best practices what you do to get prepared for for the big shows how to how to optimize your time at shows um the best at show practices and post shows what what why what you should do after the show all to make sure that you get every ounce of benefit that you can out of out of the time that you do these shows so mark why do you do shows we both believe in shows um for for probably a lot of the same reasons why do you do shows you know uh, before I answer that question, I was just reflecting, Bobby, in your introduction. I was thinking, you know, I've been going to Vegas for many, many years, and I just was counting that this is ten my uh, my tenth Vegas show that I will have attended in a row. It's pretty crazy. I I, uh, I mean, I, I know you've been to to, to to more of them, but it's been ten straight years, and it's always that there's something about that show that I just get excited about. I think it's a you know a phenomenal show to to go to. It really kicks off the year, and um, yeah. yeah, it's interesting. It's been ten years. I suppose I'm dating myself, but but you know, it's funny. Uh, it is the show. If you just get into the industry and you go to that show, there's something about that show that hooks people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's um, but anyways, onto the question, sorry, the answer to your question, right. you know, I was thinking about this and I, I, I really put it into three broad categories. Um, number one is education. I've always found that attending the education sessions has always been great, certainly propelled my business over the years. And I know that as I've added staff, uh, particularly salespeople, it's always great to bring them to the shows, uh, be it Vegas or the big one that's in Toronto in our local market, uh, just because it, it, makes everyone better at what they do. Uh, so education is the number one. Number two, no-brainer product knowledge. Uh, we're in a product business, so to not be on top of the trends, to not have the great relationships with vendors, then you, it's kind of hard to have a successful business. Yeah. Uh, and then number three is the networking and the best practice sharing. And I think that number three is uh, when I first got into, in, into the industry, it was not as much a focus for me because I didn't know all that many people and our business was uh, operating in somewhat of a vacuum within the industry, I found. Yeah. But it's been interesting, you know, particularly over the last couple of years and particularly meeting guys like you where the best practice share and the networking has almost become more important yeah. than the education or the product knowledge. Not to say that they're not important, but it's it's uh, now that I've been going for so many years, those other things take a backseat to the personal relationships, the in-person relationships that um, you know you can't you can't you can't put a value on that kind of stuff. No, I, yeah, I agree. I was thinking that the number one reason I go to shows is for conversations. Yeah, and and I've you know uh, having breakfast I, like Vegas for example. Uh, I actually hate Vegas. I'm not a big Vegas fan. So I used to fly in there, uh, do the show, fly right back out. Now I've learned actually to take the time. It's one. Sh- it's 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 the big show of the year. Might yep. as well take the time to to work it right. Um, yep. So now I actually spend a lot more time there. But I book the thing solid. I know you do too. With breakfast yep. with friends, lunch. 
um, dinners, um, and really optimize the time of hanging around a lot of pe- smart people, a lot of people, a lot of people smarter than than I am. And I just love to visit with them and find out best practices in the industry. And it it that's actually a bigger part of what motivates me t- uh, onward than anything about the show floor or, or anything else like that. Um, and and so, I mean, it's interesting to hear you say that. And I I know that something that we've spoken about over the last few years is this um, whole idea of whether the show format's getting stale. And you know, it's interesting. We could certainly have a very rich conversation about uh, about how shows could be improved. And I think we should delve into that on this call. But. It's still interesting hearing two guys that have been in the industry for a while still talking about their love of shows, and 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 I, I think that that's a, a positive sign. I, I think that should be interpreted as a positive thing for other distributors as well as other other suppliers to show that the model is still robust. Certainly, there are opportunities for improvement, but yeah. uh, I certainly don't see it as being uh, horribly broken just yet. Right? What do you think? I, I agree, and I think social media has actually. Um, uh, really boosted shows in in a sense. Really boosted, at the very least, what it's done for folks that are really involved in social media. You've connected with more people. You get a chance to finally meet them, and the shows become special in a strange way. I think show business has picked up. I, I'm not a part of the trade show industry, but um, you're probably going to more shows now than you were in the first five years of, of of your time in this profession. And certainly that's the same for me, not just because we're both speakers, but when you start getting involved in a community, you start talking. One person influences another. Before you know it, you're heading yep. to a show, and you're hanging. You're mainly going there to hang out with the right people and learn the right things. And I actually think social media has had a big thing to do with uh, the increased show business. Sure, because it's giving you an incentive to go to the show. You want to go and see that vendor rep that's so great on social media, and yeah. you know what they're like in an online environment. You want to you want to go and introduce yourself. And there's uh, um, I know that uh, Charity Gibson uh, has spoken a fair amount about that and how she's been able to build her uh, distributorship over the last uh, year or two in that. Uh, she goes to every one of the shows and she's connecting with all these vendors that she didn't know before and how these incredibly rich relationships are able to be built offline on the back of the online uh, introduction. So it's, uh, I, I agree with you. It's, it's, uh, it's incredibly rich and we certainly didn't have that luxury five years ago. Yeah. What do you think, Mark? What, what, what do you, we're both big believers in education. Um, how do you recommend distributors approach education at the shows? Do you have some tips that, that you can give them? Uh, first tip, mandatory. First tip is that it's it, that it should be mandatory. Uh, so the Vegas show, as an example, starts on the Wednesday, and to arrive on the Tuesday night or the Wednesday morning and skip the education, I think is uh, is, is is a huge opportunity wasted. I agree. Um, particularly because it's free or the vast majority of the education sessions at Expo are free. I know there's a couple of paid ones, so I don't want to misrepresent it, but to arrive that uh, 24 hours early, I know that everyone's busy, but the things that I've been able to pick up as an attendee at education every year uh, has has always blown my mind. And and I can say that at at, uh, the ASI shows, PPAI, right. uh, certainly the the uh, the big Canadian national show. I've always found the education to be top notch, yeah. um, and I continue to learn as a a more established distributor these days. So mandatory and number two is attend the classes that make you uncomfortable. The ones where you're like, ah, I hate 
I hate accounting. I hate the financial side of my business. Go to that session because you'll learn something. Or if you hate technology, then go to that one and, 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 and just get out of your skin a little bit because, um, hey, it hasn't cost you anything. It's 90 minutes and it's not going to kill you. Um, and these are the things that often open your eyes to the things that you would have not been exposed to before. I think that's really, really important. So those two things is what I have to say. Yeah, you know, I, I encourage folks to go for the 10%. Here's what I mean. Typically, folks will go to a show, they'll have a show experience, and uh, they you, you get out of something what you put into it. So you put no energy in it, you just show up at a few things, you're not going to get anything out of it. But what I mean by go for the 10% when it comes to education is that many times I will encourage, uh, like our folks, to go listen to somebody who has experience in the industry. I don't care if they're talking about social media. I don't care if they're talking about um, stores. I don't care if they're talking about sales or supplier um, distributor relationships. They are going to throw away something or make a comment that's going to make you think, and I call it the 10%. If I went to your session, Mark, and you and I have talked frequently, but there's going to be a 10% factor. 10% of something you share is going to be something that I am going to need. And yep. so many people, I'm afraid they approach it with a good or bad check mark. You know, yep. oh, bad experience. I'm not going to do that again. Well, that's ridiculous. There's nobody can deliver on 100% of your expectations. And speaking yep. from a speaker's viewpoint, um, you know, if I give you just a 10% of something you can turn around and do with it, and probably the better way to explain this is a story. I crossed the threshold of stores are a good thing when I went to the ASI Chicago show for the first time. It was the first show at, in Chicago, and I, and I thought, man, this is a monumental waste of time. It was the first one. It was pretty small at that time. It's a, it's a great regional show, one of my favorites now. But I sat at a lunch by a guy who sold a lot to nonprofits, and he started talking to me about that. All I did was shut my mouth and listen. And had I not shown up at lunch, yeah, had I, had I just— considered the whole show a waste of time, I would have missed the 10%. That 10% turned into money, as yeah. Zezo would say, turns into yeah. m- to money. Well, Zezo's all about the money. We all know that. <laughs> all about the money. He, he is. He is. So that's that's what I, I would encourage folks on on education, um, is is just to go for the 10%. And, and like yeah. you, I think, I think you ought to. The other thing, too, um, we can now do business no matter where we're at. Yeah. So yeah. it isn't like the old days where you had to fly in, do the show quick, and get back to your office so you can conduct business. In fact, I encourage folks now to, if you can afford it, to stay as long as you can because one thing that could happen is you could get pulled away because of some raging fire going on uh, with, the, with the project. Yeah. And, yeah. You, and you need to make sure you gave yourself enough time to work the show floor as well as connect with people, but also giving yourself a lot of cushions so that you can respond to clients in the same time. You know, it's interesting you talk about this 10% thing, and I was laughing to myself when you were talking about my session because I think you're bang on in that I might only have 10% or 10% of my session is, you know, not bad, and 90% of it is total hot air. <laughs> it's just it's just the way and actually i'm i'm uh you know it's more like 99 percent hot air right, and like one percent right. maybe an average morsel but uh no i i absolutely agree with you and i think it's interesting to extend that to the product side to the trade show floor and you think about all the the uh, uh the vendors that are at the trade show and it's just it's absolutely mind-boggling when you go there particularly as a first-time attendee at the show yeah. um and you and you think about what you bring back with you and and i've got well, this will now be my 10th year at the Vegas show, but I have nine previous years experience and I come back and I know that, uh, I, I will have visited 
hundreds of booths. I will have had uh, a number of conversations. I will have uh, picked up a number of interesting product ideas, but it's about 10% of those that really mean something to our business. And I'll come back and that could be 10 killer products that we're able to introduce into our line, introduce into a client program that has a monumental effect on our business. And it's, it's interesting, right? Right. You could say the other 90% was, was a waste or it was, was garbage. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just that human beings, I think have a way of filtering through the information and, uh, and, and coming up with the stuff that's, uh, you know, the true nugget that's going to impact their business. Yeah. And, you know, I, uh, uh, along those lines, um, just how big the show is and how difficult it is to manage. It is a very difficult show to manage. Um, one of my pre-show tips for folks is to go uh, have a meeting with your team or if it's just you, sit down and determine who your primary and priority vendors are. Who you, yep. and We have a preferred vendor program. Um, we meet next week as a team to go over our preferred vendors so that we spend as much time as possible in those particular booths first because you could just spend in 50 to 75 vendors booths. You could spend you know, a couple of days just looking at product line and talking yeah. to the right people. So yeah. start with that. I've seen distributors. Uh, last year I saw a distributor I really respect. He was walking the show floor with his ASI Profit Maker report, um, his vendor. I could tell just because I knew it because we use the same software, and I could see that it was a, a vendor report in declining revenue based on you know, who, whom he spent m- the most money with on down and it was his leverage on one hand on the other hand you know he wanted we, we want to go and spend more money with the people we're spending money with um, yeah. and that's something that, that folks ought to do is go ahead and show up with a preferred vendor list and work those first then spend your time going to to other booths that's one of my tips anyway let me ask you a question about that uh, as, as it relates to uh, pre-show preparation in your experience in the following um, do you at Robin, do you reach out to these vendors at the show and give them uh, a forecast of what your business needs will be like in 2012? And then the second part of that is, do you let them in on uh, what your uh, what your reps might be working on or the kind of rep uh, that, that you have at your organization, the kind of clients that you have, so that way that your meeting is not focused on uh, you know, automotive supplies if you are exclusively selling to, I don't know, the insurance industry or something like that. Yeah. Um, we don't do it before the show. We don't kind of try and try and do that before the show to line it out at the show because you know how busy these uh, suppliers are there. And at PK sessions, product knowledge sessions, in, sessions in case anyone else didn't know what PK session was, including me, till Mark enlightened me. Uh, <laughs> That's what they are. From the uh, kitchen. Right. Yeah, that's right. So uh, when the, yeah, when vendors come here, of course, the, the good ones, when I say the good ones, the folks that are really skilled at, at this, they will draw that out anyways. And yeah. as you know, a lot of it depends on the dynamic of your team and their team and how well you work together and that trust factor has got to be built a little bit. But, yeah, we know that obviously we want to share um, direct information so that we can get the best responses from them and ideas. Right. But are there, uh, maybe another way of asking it is when you're meeting with those suppliers on the floor, um, what, what are you speaking about with the suppliers? Is it more like, hey, great year, Bobby. Thanks so much for your support. Here's a couple new products that we have. Hope you can do well with it. Or does it get, do, do, are you able to scratch beneath the surface and get into some strategic tidbits? Yeah, depending on who you are, uh, like this year, I will be walking the floor with our new director of e-commerce and we're going to be 
um, trying to reach the right, for me personally, the right folks to have the conversation about integrating more product into our e-commerce. Um, so that's yeah. going to be a different kind of conversation. But for our reps, and here's a tip, um, you know, they will literally be walking the floor with their top clients on a USB drive, their lo- the logos of their clients on a USB drive. You know, back in the day, 15, 20 years ago, you'd walk around with camera-ready artwork in a file folder, and if you wanted specs, you would hand that to the supplier, and they would hang on to that and take it back to the office, and eventually you'd get a spec in about three or six months. But yeah. these days, um, our team is walking around with their primary clients, and they're having that dialogue with people right there in the booth. So that... Um, we learned that um, I mean, we came up with that with our, when our team was going to EME, and that turned out to be a very successful uh, thing because suppliers really felt like you know you were there, you were prepared to do business, and they were. So we kind of all go with different motives, but that those are a couple of tips. How about after the show? So you you get back, you're tired, exhilarated, exhausted, whatever the case may be. Uh, how do how how do you uh, make sense of it all? How do your reps make sense of it all? You know, you've been away for a week, so now you've got 4,000 messages that you've got to respond to and yeah. things that you've got to deal with and fires that are still burning from your week away. And, uh, you know, you have a suitcase of catalogs uh, or ones that you FedEx back to your office. Uh, yeah. you, you know, you, you've been at this a long time, Bobby. What, um, how do you make sense of this? Yeah, you, you, you know, it, 20 years of, of, of this and the shows, particularly doing a lot of shows, um, the average... You know, for years, I'd go to these shows and I would come back and bags of really cool ideas would sit in the corner of my office for a long time because your your brain is only able to capture a certain percentage and retain a certain percentage of really cool ideas. And yeah. those are the ones that you would capture. What's worse is that when you would go to a show, all you could think about were top of mind things, whatever was the, kind of the whatever the client that week or the previous month, or maybe it's that one or two real hard to find item for project that you've been working on. The problem with that is that's probably 2% of your overall transactions through the years. So how do you right. how do you manage that better? I'm a big believer in productivity. I'm a big believer in tech tools. And this is where I think things today, you can work shows and do things far better today than you can yesterday. I'll just give you a few examples. One is um, uh, something using something like Evernote with your smartphone. Yeah. You know, today, yeah. back in the day, you'd go through and you'd see the cool ideas and you'd, hey, send me a sample. You, you, you could uh, take a catalog. Now you could literally use a tool like Evernote, snap a picture in the vendor's booth, and deposit it into a client file folder, a digital file folder, yeah, right there on the know. show floor. So three yeah. months later, when you're working with that client, all you have to do is open up your folder and there's all those cool ideas you saw walking the show floor back in Vegas. That's just... One way, a capture tool, I think, is huge. Yeah. Otherwise, you're only going to process about 2 to 5% of what you see. What about you, Mark? Yeah, I was going to say that when you were talking that uh, the, the, the advent of, of a tool like Evernote is incredible because, or even a Dropbox where you can, you can walk around, you can uh, record ideas digitally, and you've got somewhere to save it. And it's so nice to be able to do that in the cloud, whereas before it would have been a, I don't know, maybe a, a, um, a, an offline digital camera that you, would have, uh, that you would have been hauling around with you. And then you're right, it then gets stuck in a desk when you get back home. So yeah. Um, for us, it's um, I, I suppose that when we go to the show, we go with a very specific set of objectives. And one of the things that we do is we always canvas our customers before we go. 
Okay, and I'll get to the after show stuff in a second here, but it ties in with what we do before the show. So we'll canvas all of our clients, and we do this online, and we send out a, um, um, a form that we have our clients fill out to let them or let um, let us know about what their 2012 plans are, what their objectives are, what events they're planning, and how we can specifically be on the lookout for the right things for them. Right. So when we go, we've got a, a you know essentially a big um, homework assignment uh, before us, and we then come back, and our post show homework is to then go and deliver all those ideas to the clients. So we have a specific objective and reason for being there, which then I think makes the post show so much more manageable. And it also makes us feel like we've actually accomplished something as opposed to coming back without those uh, pre-show objectives. And you kind of come back and you have the 500 catalogs and you're looking through them going, okay, well, what next? And, uh, and that, that was something that we did for the first few years and it just was an exercise in futility. So, um, it, it always ties back to the pre-show objectives for us. Yeah, that's true. We do a post-show wrap up last year. Funny, all these, all these years, last year was the, I think the first time we did an official post-show wrap up with our team because, people see different things. So if you have a, a team of folks, it's important to sit around and discuss the show, um, you know, afterwards, uh, because there may have been something critical you could have missed. Yeah. Um, and, and particularly with education, you know, I encourage our team to go to different classes, not to huddle. It doesn't always happen, but that way we can kind of just share experiences with each other when we get back. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's, uh, well, I think that this is going to be a fantastic year. I know that the previous year, uh, one to two years of the show, was a little bit light. And from what I've been hearing, uh, it, it sounds like attendance is up and uh, exhibitor uh, booth uh, attendance is up. And I think it's going to be just absolutely fantastic. So I agree. Now, Mark, what classes are you doing? Uh, which ones am I teaching? Yeah, which class? Sorry, which classes are you teaching? I am going to be on one with you, yeah. in fact, which is very exciting. I don't know if you know that. Uh, it's... Uh, uh, have I been kicked off that one? <laughs> I cannot. I cannot wait to grill you. In I know because I'm the host and you're the panelist. That's going to be so much fun. I know. I know. I. Uh, I, I think I might be sick. Sick that afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about that one. But if if, if I do make it, it is uh, a technology uh, trends panel. We had a great phone call with uh, the rest of the panelists uh, uh, yesterday. So yeah. that's going to be phenomenal. And we'll dig into things like uh, uh, mobile technology and um, just a whole range of technologies that distributor and supplier salespeople should really be aware of. Uh, number two, I've got one that is called. Um, 10 ways, uh, 10 no-nonsense way, uh, no ways social media can be applied to your business. Uh, I've got a third one, which is about uh, 20 low and no-cost marketing tips for promotional product salespeople. So that should, be, uh, that should be a fun one. I've done that one a couple times before, and I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, so. that's a good one. I'd like to go to that one. That's really good. Well, uh, I, you'd be welcome to come. I will do it. I actually, $100 I charge. I will. Oh, that, yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. um, I've got, is that it? Is that, I'm a, don't, aren't you, uh, that's it? Uh, that, yeah, that is, that, that is it. Now, okay. how about yourself, Bobby, outside of the moderator, uh, experience, do you, do you have any others on yeah. the go? Uh, LinkedIn. And by the way, okay. I'm going to give folks a LinkedIn tip. LinkedIn is one of those classes, just like you, uh, I feel that 90% of it might be obvious things you can click through. The 10% is 
more for our industry. What you what's some specifics to our industry that you can use LinkedIn for? Uh, but one of my favorite LinkedIn tips for folks, and it's a great show tip, is that use your smartphone to connect with people right when you walk away from talking with them. You're yep. walking the show floor anyways. You just left an important vendor's booth. You want to stay connected. How do you keep track of it? Use your smartphone to make you smarter. You just I like if I just met Mark Graham and I thought, you know, I want to keep in touch with that guy. I turn on LinkedIn right now, search for Mark Graham and type in, hey, man, great to meet you at the show. Can't wait to talk again. Send, connect. You're now in my Rolodex. And that is uh, the LinkedIn class and also do a company store class, which I'm really looking forward to. Oh, uh, fantastic. Yeah, that one's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, that's it. Well, hopefully they're not crossed over with mine because I would like to be there. Oh. I would like to be there. Yeah, cool. I, yeah. You, you won't charge me, will you? No, or? no, I won't charge you. But I know I'll get heckled. I just know I'll get heckled. Yeah, I'll be in the front row, man. I'll be in the front <laughs> row with my clipboard. <laughs> well, you know, we will have to do this again. We'll probably have to get Dana in on the call uh, for sure to get uh, supplier perspectives as yeah. well. Well, there were a couple of things that I was going to say from a supplier perspective, or sorry, from my perspective as a distributor that I wanted to, um, I wanted to get Dana's perspective on. So I think that'll make perfect sense to have a, yeah. a follow-up call with him. So, you know, I just thought of one other tip too. Um, there's now this like services corridor, right? It's a, I forget what the numbers are in the, in the expo, but if you don't know, there are, um, three or four aisles, or at least there were the past couple of years of service providers and they seem to have congregated. I don't, I, that looks like it's on purpose from ppa uh yeah yeah no i absolutely and i'm afraid that many people ex just bypass that part and it's very technology in my opinion people think safety is the number one issue i think technology is right up there if not more important but it is vitally important as important as safety in our industry and people should spend time walking through those technology and those service providers booths because they yep. are becoming a very valuable asset for brands that want to do something big Yep, absolutely. So spend some Abs time there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's just really all about the way forward in, 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 in people's businesses. And it's change is tough. People don't like to change. They've right. got their existing existing habits, their existing processes, all of which probably work just fine. But uh, I think that as we look, I mean, we've been talking about the effective, uh, effectiveness of trade shows for the next 5, 10 years. Think about the relevance of people's businesses over the next 5 to 10 years. Yeah, so that's uh, certainly a point that I agree with. Yeah. Well, any other final thoughts, Mark? I have no final thoughts, no final thoughts other than to say that if you are going to the Vegas Expo, because that's the first big one to kick things off, make sure that you're at education. Uh, you don't have to necessarily attend Bobby's or my classes, but make right. sure you're at education and, and uh, get outside your comfort zone. And, uh, and remember what Bobby said. You're going to retain 10%, and that's not such a bad thing. So <laughs> There you go. There you go. Well, um, as always, we really appreciate the folks uh, listening. And if you are at any of the shows and you see Mark or I, by all means, please walk up and introduce yourself. We would love to know if you have enjoyed the podcast, and we would love your feedback, ways we Absolutely. can improve the podcast, uh, future topics. Um, I just talked to Bruce Perryman this morning, and he had some— Oh, he had great some, guy. Yeah, great guy. I can't wait to see him at Expo, and he had some great feedback for us um, on on the podcast. So we love yep. hearing that, and we certainly appreciate everyone. And we just want to wish everyone the best. We hope 2012 is your best year ever. Mark? Perfect. And as we sign off, this might be one of our last shows before the holiday season. So right. happy holidays to everyone as well. So. That's right. All right, Mark, I'll see you in Vegas. You got it, buddy. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye.